boy, look at our tetter squad We just got on a pitch and we set it off I used to just wanna get top four But we're up now and I want a lot more If we quit now, it was all for nothing They talk big but we call them bluffing We can call no more discussion This season's all or nothing What's up people, welcome back to another episode of the Cannon Club podcast where we debate and give opinions on all things Arsenal. Make sure you follow us or subscribe on your podcast platform of choice, leave us with a five-star review and if you want these discussions in more digestible chunks, head over to the YouTube channel, Cannon Club over there on YouTube. My name is Mex and always I'm alongside my co-host Paul. Paul, what's good? All good bro kind of quiet on this front in terms of the Arsenal world. Obviously, still soaking up the Man City win. Like, just randomly, I'll be seeing the uh, Martinelli goal pop up every now and then. You know what I mean? Just remembering that, oh, wow, that actually happened. So, but outside of that, all good, my bro. How you been? Yeah, man, literally, again, it just feels like, you know, twiddling your thumbs waiting for football to come back um oh. the internationals there's just there's just not enough meat on the bone there's just nothing to <laughs> really it. keep you interested um of course I guess we can talk about this quickly Eddie Nketiah he's got his first cap um yeah. I watched like a little social media video of him and Colwell being given you know they actually give like caps there's like signature caps like I have you ever no seen idea. this? No. Oh no! Yeah. So every time you get a cap, you actually get a um a, a cap. No, not every time. Sorry. When you get your first cap, you get mm. like an actual like I don't know if it's like some type of his historian kind of England oh, okay. cap, right? Yeah. Um, presented in like a little box set or something like that, and mm. I think they get another one when they reach a hundred um okay. caps and stuff. I don't know if that's a thing amongst other countries or it's just an English thing. Mm. Um. Anyway, they're, they're maybe having a, a debrief before, um, I think they were given like a day to relax in the England camp. Um, mm. So he said, you know, a lot of kind of restoration or whatever the case is, rehab, just go off and relax and we'll meet up like in a couple of hours time. Mm. And um, but before that, Gareth Southgate calls up um, Colwell and he gives him a hug, shakes his hand, gives him the cap. He mm. calls up Eddie and Ketia as well. Mm. And Eddie and Ketia just not smiling at all like he's like just straight face um takes the cap gareth southgate is obviously forcing a little hug thing like katia complies but like this is no excitement to receive this cap and I'm, i was thinking bruh did, did someone put a gun to your head to come play for england like why are you happy about this eddie's weird like that oh he's he's one of them like emotionless guys like there's times even where he scored like a big goal He's just straight face, like runs into the corner with the phone to his ear. Like, I don't know what it is. I think it's a mentality thing, but he just seems mad rough around the edges. Cause you think you're getting your, you know, this like historical sort of tradition. You got your first cap, not even like a little smile, but he's going up there all stiff face and stuff. I don't know if he's thinking, should have got this time ago anyway, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> you know uh, yeah. Or maybe it's because he didn't start a match while he got pulled, um, you know. They played Australia the other day. I yeah. think he came off the bench there. He didn't start that match. Mm. Um, and I don't know what the team is looking like. They got Italy this Italy, week, I believe. That's competitive, so he's not yeah. So he's he might not even touch pitch. So maybe that's what's annoying him. Who knows? Mm. Um, but yeah, I just thought, you know, you wanted to play for England, like at least mm. take this honor with a little smile, mate. Maybe maybe there's something else going behind the scenes, who knows? But I wouldn't be surprised if that's just him being Eddie. Yeah, because he just seems like that type of character. But big up him on his first cap and all that. Yeah, maybe he's just 
dying to put on the red and white of Arsenal and return return yeah. like London Coney and um you know contest for his place in the team. It's possible, it's possible. So, you know, I mean I'm I won't be surprised. I feel like especially when you're on the fringes and you're kind of brought up there just to maybe get an experience, it's kind of like what am I doing in whatever country? Get, get like, an experience you know, or not be allowed to play for another country. Which one? Yeah, yeah. because you'll just be sitting there doing training, knowing that it means nothing. He's not going to play in competitive games. He's not going to get off the bench. Or if he does, it's for a little little, little cameo. Mm. Yeah, he's just thinking, oh, I could have just been with fam or I could have gone back to Coney and be putting in work. Yeah. But, yeah. Interesting. We mm. shall see. Um, but yeah, it's um internationals week. Um, I guess the next couple of internationals will be played over the next um couple of days, and then the players will return. Um, mm. and then we'll get into the the weekend fixture. Um, I guess what we'll start with before we preview our weekend fixture upon us returning is mm. some news from around the club. Within the last week, Ben White has signed his new um, Arsenal deal. Um, and as this was happening, I was just kind of thinking, you know, this is this is very well deserved. To be fair, a lot of Arsenal players that have got new contracts within the last, I don't know, year or so, they're mm. all very well deserved um, contracts and not not so much tactical i would say there's been a couple tactical ones maybe a reese nelson one and eddie and yeah. maybe to an extent even though he proved it to, to earn it um yeah but the majority has been very very well deserved um what did you think when you obviously saw ben white committing his future to the club um well i don't even know if it's official official but there's mad rumors um have you seen it have you seen it officially I thought I saw a picture of him signing. Okay, because uh, I'm just looking now and I'm thinking I can't see anything, but there's rumours anyway, which is like why I even thought that, you know what, it's well-deserved. And most of the time, similar to the Odegaard deal, when he signed, you then hear that it was signed way back in like the beginning of September or something like that. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's already been done and it's just a matter of... Um, you know, like waiting for the right time to kind of drop it. Like maybe if, if there's like a low, a low period for the gut, for the gooners, for the fans, and they're just like, oh yeah, by the way, Ben White is committing his future. But um, I think very, I think we can pretty much take it as a given. You know, Arsenal, the the board, the con, like the contract team. What's his name? I forget his name. The guy that does the contracts now, um, Garlic. He okay, yeah. he he and their man have been doing an amazing job at obviously sealing the contract of our, our big players and then working their way through the likes of um, Erdegaard and Martinelli previously, Ramsdale and Ben White is definitely um, on that list to receive another another contract. I mean, I don't know about you, but when he signed for the 50 million, because he was like the first of the like, big splashes that Arteta made. And obviously he's coming from Brighton. You hear that he's all right and stuff like that, but that first game against Brentford and he kind of got bullied a bit and it was just like, oh my gosh, we spent 50 million and this guy's hella meaty. But for me, he's just the unsung hero. Um, he's so consistent to adapt to that right back role. And it, it felt like it wasn't even a, um, it wasn't done purposefully. It was like, I think Tomiyasu was injured. So last season, 
Saliba goes centre-back and they just put Ben White right back. And all the Arsenal fans were a bit, myself included, a bit worried about Ben White going right back. And the rest is literally just history. It's, yeah, his his ability at right back. I thought he was the best right back in the league last season. I know man will talk about Trippier, but I don't really see it with him personally. I mm. thought Ben White was, was everything and more that you could get from a right back, especially in our system. Um, but yeah, like, do you, would you even think of him just generally like um, how integral he is to our team? He's become super integral to this team. Like, it's one of them ones where, right, like right now, like if he if he drops out, he's not available, and we have everyone else fit. Um, you know, we've got a Timber, we've got a Tommy Yasu, and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. But it's what he does. Like even when we play Partey there. You know, party doesn't do the overlapping thing. That mm. would then subsequently have a knock-on effect on how Saka plays the game. Mm. Him and Saka's connection is next to none. Like it's it's and to get the most out of your best player, you need to have his supporting act. You know, definitely doing doing his bit. So um, he's super. He's super integral, and like you rightly said, he's an unsung hero to some to some degree. Um, I was actually coming from the angle when I was, you know, don't want to kind of spread fake news about this um, mm. contract if it hasn't been signed. Um, but like you're saying, it, it looks like it's almost imminent. Is Ben White the best signing Mikel Arteta has made? It's, it's, uh, we've made a lot of signings. And yeah. like you said, he was pretty early on. I'm looking at it from just a pure consistency. Like, mm. if you had to rate everyone Michael Arteta has signed and mm. give them scores on their week-to-week performances, would Ben White basically come out with the highest average score? I, you know what? The first thing I thought was like, oh, it's got to be Partey. But then Partey, he's never, he's not fit enough. Mm. As much as I rate him, he's not fit enough. Um, mm. He's injured. And Ben White, I can't remember the last time if he's even had an injury while he's been at Arsenal. Um, I remember at Newcastle, was it last season or the season before, he's playing with like a broken something or like a, or a hamstring was gone. I think you're right. I mean, there's definitely some challenges, maybe Erdegaard. Um, but I seriously think maybe bar the first couple games, Ben White has been solid. Even that first season where people thought he was a bit uh, a bit shaky at times, I thought he was really good after he kind of found his feet, which is to be expected. Um, and where Erdegaard, his loan spell, if you want to include that, felt was a little bit lacklustre. But he's obviously come and then, you know, showed us what he's about. But I think, yeah, I, I, honestly, not the same, similar with um, Declan Rice, like the 50 million we spent on Ben White just seems meagre now. You know, if it was absolutely meager, how much would he go for if we were selling him? So, yeah, I I think I'm with you. I'm trying to think now because there's been so many signings. But I mean, he yeah. he would he would have the biggest um, what do you call it? Like the most games because I guess he he was one of the first Arteta yeah. signings. So he probably would have had you know more games. Um, Gabriel would would be up there probably as well to some degree. Uh, but even on, on a defensive point of view, we're just to rank defenders. If we're looking at average scores, I'm probably sure he scores higher than Gabriel as a whole. 
maybe not by a landslide. Yeah, but not by like, a landslide, but yeah. He, but you know what it is? It's the um, it's the lack of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the fact that he's kind of like in the shadows, even though he doesn't go missing. He's not like you know Gabriel has a big tackle. It's like ah, yeah, head, Gabriel, ah, yeah. Gah, gah, gah. you know what I mean. But Ben White <laughs> is more like he's just understated. He does yeah. his job. He overlaps. He barely loses the ball. Puts in tackles. Keeps his winger quiet for the most part, and then he goes home. You know what I mean? It just seems like he just comes in, clocks in, does his job, clocks out. But I feel like we really need like a more in-depth look at the way he actually manages his um, his side and. Yeah, his security, everything. So, yeah, I think, again, I and I'm a Gabriel fan. You know, I'm a big Gabby fan. But I, again, I think in terms of consistency, you never hear, oh, Ben White was a bit poor today consistently. Maybe when he's up against a, a tough winger. I remember when we faced, when we lost to Brighton last season, Matoma had him on toast. But outside of those, like, you know, one or two appearances, I think he's he's Mr. Consistent. And you can see that when he's not there, which is hardly ever, maybe in rotation, we miss him. So, yeah, yeah I'd definitely say um, he's definitely, at the very least, top two Mikel Arteta signings. And what is he? He can't be more than 25, 26 right now, if even that. Yeah. I'm just um, seeing if I can find, like, a um, like a bit of a list. Mm. It's like... It looks like there's been 25, maybe. Is there more? Um, this re- includes reserve players, though, it seems. Okay. We've got okay, 29 players that uh, Mikel Arteta has signed. Okay. Um, yeah. And obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of names here. Mm. But, you know, Declan Rice, it's, it's, too, it's too early. It's too early. It's too early. Then you think about others. Jesus, Partey, Timber, we haven't really seen anything from. Mm. Um, Odegaard, Vieira, Zinchenko, Ramsdale, Gabriel, okay. Magales. Mm. Um, yeah, like you could make a you could make a, an argument for maybe Zinchenko or Jesus, but again, I would just refer back to their injuries. But that man had, only came last year, in it. Yeah, as well, and so, Ben White yeah. was doing his thing from before that, so. Yeah, I, I'd definitely say, you know, based on his longevity as well as his quality, he's probably number one. Like I said, yeah. at best, maybe number two. But yeah. um, I, I yeah. think, I think it's, I think, well, we, you're trying to rank it. I think it's safe to say he's definitely top five Mikel Arteta. Oh, yeah. Titans. Oh, yeah. That's um, easy. Since Mikel Arteta came in. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, the debate ensues from there. Hmm. How do you feel about his lack of an England career? Because I, you know, I know he went to the World Cup. Was it the World Cup he went to or Euros? Um, and the then one obviously he got sent home from or yeah, or he left or something like that. And there was rumor of like a falling out with one of the coaching staff um, or mental health issues or something like that. Um, but clearly he's left the camp. Um, and right now I look at the England squad and I'm like, how can he not be in there? You know, how can he not be in contention fighting for a place at right back with Trippier? They could be interchangeable. 100%. And Trippi is still, you know, he's getting on. He's 31-32. Ben White should be, you know, right back of choice. I know you've got Trent there as well, but yeah, I, I, I kind of tend to feel like, not that it bothers me as an Arsenal fan because he stays fit, 
When it's yeah. international break, he gets two weeks off. He puts yeah. his feet up. He goes B for or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, he just it just feels like there should be more light shining on him. But I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy who's just very happy to be in the on the sideline. You know what I mean? And just yeah, he, do his thing. He doesn't care for for sure. He doesn't yeah. care. He yeah. doesn't care. He's not picked for England. He doesn't care if he is or isn't. Mm. He does not care. <laughs> like I don't know the guy, but I I can tell he doesn't bother him in the slightest. Yeah. Um, England at a time maybe a year ago, two years ago, they had quality right backs like coming out of our ears. Like it's just yeah. a lot of a minute. Mm. Um, obviously he's by trade a centre back. I guess. Um, yeah. He could he could walk into England at a centre back right now. Hundred um, percent. Right back with everybody fit, depending on your style mm-hmm. of play would be more of a conversation. But at centre-back, Ben White walks in. Mm-hmm. But right now, even that right-back position looks like it's very much, um, it's just numbers, quantity over quality. Yeah. Um, with certain men that can't even keep keep themselves fit sometimes. So, um, yeah, he he could easily be an England player. I don't, you know, you know, if, if Southgate walks away after next summer, mm-hmm. you never know what the next manager might, might come around and say, you know, I don't know what happened with you guys in the past. Let's just wipe the slate clean. I'm calling you in. Um, And he goes. So, and this will be good experience for him. But like you said, I, I'm, I don't lose any sleep over it because I know he doesn't care. He's happy with just playing our Arsenal. And if he's happy Mm. with that, then so am I. So, but I understand. Yeah. It would be nice to see him, you know, in an international and kind of get that international acclaim, if you like, or, Mm. claim from other fans from around the country and maybe yeah. some honours if England went, ever went on to do that. But, um, yeah, I just don't think he cares. <laughs> no, I hear that completely. Um, I think maybe just like even the last thing kind of to touch on with Ben White, I'm just thinking now, is there more? Because when I speak to other fans, it's a bit of backstory, and I talk about Ben White and his quality, no one's hearing me. Everyone's saying, like, you guys think he's lit. You guys think he's like, he's this, he's that, but he's just average. And yes, I know I'm going to be inherently biased because he's an Arsenal player, but I genuinely think this guy was like beefing with Kyle Walker last season for best right back in the league. Like yeah. gen- genuinely, you know, I don't know if there's maybe because it's Newcastle and I don't know, like the press seem to like them, but I don't think Trippier, I think he's third at best. You know, we mm-hmm. forget about Reese James because he's always injured. But mm. I think it's between Ben White and Kyle Walker. But yeah, I don't know. Does he need to do anything else to kind of kind of show himself, to kind of be like, <laughs> yo, I'm that guy? Not that again, and I totally hear you. He does not care. Like, he really doesn't care what yeah. people think. He's just here to play football for Arsenal. Um, and he seems to be enjoying that to, to some extent. But yeah, I just feel like he needs more respect on his name. Um, I don't know if it's maybe something he needs to do career-wise or on the pitch. Or maybe I think, just have to appreciate him. I think it's just the winning. That's all he can do. Once he has a trophy or so to his name, um, that kind of acclaim that you're talking about probably comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, playing for England, living for us living in England, that definitely comes with it. Like, yeah. you know, by the time they start banding around England International, Ben White, like mm-hmm. he adds some weight to your name, even if the country ain't won nothing or whatever. Yeah. So it's just those kind of little things that, you know, they play like Jedi mind tricks on you to kind of <laughs> yeah. know, do I rate this guy or not sort of thing. Mm. Um, 
you can't convince them. And generally speaking, fullbacks, unless they're doing something fancy like inverting, you yeah, can't convince yeah. people on, on fullbacks anyway. Like yeah. Trent, Trent was spraying passes and doing this and yeah. set pieces and that. But by the time you put him under the telescope for his, his actual defending, oh my God, bruv, you can't, but, you can't chat about my man. But this is why, this is exactly the point. Because a lot of the time we talk about um, especially Trent and Reese James. And I'm like, but these men are like right wing backs or one of them's like a centre mid. Mm. The things that they get highlighted for is like, of course, the, the bonus that they have because they've got such a great range of passing. But I'm not looking at either of them defensively. And I want my right back to primarily defend. So even when I look at uh, Walker, White, even Trippier, I know they've got a good level of defending. And then we can talk about the crosses being whipped in and walkers, you know, making late runs into the box and Ben White overlap. So that's why I just feel like it's people are talking about Trent and stuff. And it's like, is he even a right back? Because when you, when you can't defend, uh, if your centre back's doing step overs and putting it top bins, but everyone can dribble past him. You know what I mean? Like what is yeah. that? It doesn't really matter. So I don't know. I think maybe there's a lack of focus on what we actually need from a right back. The game, the game's changed, hasn't it? The game's yeah. changed, and it's that's it. When you when you're looking at a right back, you're not looking at someone that's um, necessarily going to just stop a winger from getting a crossing. Mm. You're, you're looking at someone that can play on the ball, that can yeah. that can find their winger in front of them, mm. um, that can spray a diagonal pass to get out of trouble, that yeah. can come in and help the midfield. So. Mm. Yeah, the, it's like the job description over the years has has changed, in it. So yeah, it's nah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. I think as Arsenal fans, we we know what our man Ben White is doing for us, and you know how he's contributing to our success in recent years. Mm. Um, so that's it. I'll let them fight over what they think they're fighting <laughs> over. Um, their 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 right back at least didn't finish second in the league. Um, yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, there's no sweat off my back. Um, but yeah, talking talking about the league, um, we're back in action this weekend. Um, is it is a Saturday fixture, isn't it? Saturday, yes, yeah, Saturday evening. I think it's five thirty. Arsenal versus Chelsea, um, a fixture that was pretty kind to us last season. Um, we beat them mm. twice last season. Um, very calm efficient performances good defensive performances last season um obviously this year we are celebrating 20 years since the invincibles mm-hmm. and funny enough this week 20 years ago we played chelsea swear yeah on the 18th of october um what would it have been 2003 three we we beat we beat chelsea 2-1 was um, this the with the Vieira goal? Uh, oh, I think oh, maybe uh, maybe I'm stretching for that one, but yeah, I'm gonna research it. But yeah, go on, I'm gonna research it because I remember that one. I'll see. Uh, um, but yeah, I'll I'll I was got got the lineup in front of me. Yeah. Um, Jens Lehmann in goal, mm-hmm. Lauren Colo Torre, Sol Campbell, Ashley Cole, um, wow. Ray Parler, Gilberto, Edu, Perez. Wow. Will Todd and Henri. So Vieira wasn't in the side, so I guess it, okay. it wasn't that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kanu came on for Ray Parler. Burkamp came on for Will Todd. And right at the death, Pascal Segan came on for Robert Perez. Pascal! 
Graham Stack and Jeremy Aliadier on the bench. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. man. It's um there's a lot of history here. Like I say, 20 years on, we're playing Chelsea again. Um, the same week. Hmm. Can Arsenal continue their winning ways? Do you think we can maintain this um good form we've had against Chelsea in recent years? And obviously, Chelsea they look to be picking themselves up a bit in recent weeks, but in the last year or so, generally they have been rubbish. Like, do you think it's time to put them to the sword again? Um, short answer: Yes, because we've been very like they've we've been their bogey team for a number of years now. You know, I don't remember the last time they beat us full stop. I think the last one was when Arteta. I think it's the first year he took over, and we should have even won the game. Um, but I think it was against Lampard, which is just even worse. But I think we lost that home to them. But I think that's the last time I remember us losing to them. So, and they've been in a bit of a shaky form. I know they did over Burnley just a week gone. Um, Mm. But again, if you're not doing over Burnley, then maybe you should be relegated as well. But um, yeah, it's funny with Chelsea because even though they look together, they look terrible, you still got quality players in certain areas who can do you damage. But Overall, you know, if this was home, I'd be saying it's not. It has to be nothing less than three points. But they did draw with Liverpool at the beginning of the season, um, and yeah, they do show quality at points. But I think we, if we're going to believe that we're actually better than Liverpool this season, potentially, you know, it's maybe up for debate because they've started well. But Chelsea has got to be someone that we're putting to the sword if we want to be aiming for the heights of Premier League champions. We can't be thinking, oh, we can go there and get a draw and this and that. We need to kind of capitalise and put them to the sword and just compound their horrible start. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's got to be three points, personally. I think I've got to, you know, got to be bold and just say, yeah, we're going here to come to Stamford Bridge to go and get three points again. Yeah, it's one of them ones where... We've done it before. We've done it last season. Um, mm. I remember, was it Gabriel that scored? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, man, ran past the bummy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, we've more than got it in our locker with the squad we're turning up with. Mm. Um, obviously, Martinelli kind of surprised us and came back in the last game against Man City. So he mm. will definitely be in contention, if not starting from the jump. Yeah. Um, Saka, who knows, he might be able to start. Um, I'm not rushing it personally. Yeah, yeah, if he's I'm, not, if he's 50 50, uh, I don't throw him in. Yeah. Um, however, I might throw in a Reese Nelson and not Gabriel Jesus on the right 100%. Um, and within the midfield, yeah, I'm not too sure about the whole Havertz thing or resorting to that because we're away. I mm. don't know if we pay them the respect and we go with the the rice and um Jorginho combination that we did against city okay. um or maybe rice and Partey, because Partey will be about mm. um and he's got obviously more legs than Jorginho. who knows yeah um yeah we'll have to see hopefully you know from international duty everyone returns mm. intact that's the first thing yeah. but um yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see the lineup and then yeah chelsea I, I can't lie, and maybe I shouldn't say this as an Arsenal fan. 
like the project, obviously somewhat similar to ours of, you know, buying youngers, cultivating the talent. They're, they're just going for the best youngers that they can get. Mm. Um, they just can't get it together. And t- t- this weekend isn't the day they need to get it together either. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like what they're trying to do. I kind of want them to stick by Pochettino and let's mm. see if they can flourish. Um, yeah. Of course, not, not to Arsenal's demise. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, Arsenal. Arsenal need to get the win, and um, then from there, we, we I know it's Sevilla we've got in the Champions League. Yeah, um, yeah, which is the toughest match on paper of mm. this group. So yeah, is that home or away? I'm not know? too sure. I'm not too sure. I have but, a feeling it's away. Yeah, that's a cauldron. <laughs> that's an absolute cold it's away ah. um, and you know them man love love a European competition oh yeah hundreds so um, yeah first Chelsea then Sevilla yeah um, you know what I, I don't think I'm starting Havertz you know when you kind of want the former player to go there kind of get in their face be like yeah I'm so happy I left you guys mm. I don't know if he's got the mentality for that with the way he's been playing but I don't know if I'm Arteta and Havertz comes in the door, knocks on and says, boss, I'm trying to put these guys in a split. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm trying, to, I'm, <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to absolutely hurt these guys. And even if he's not, he's not going to say, right, you're in, but at least if he came with that energy, then I yeah. think, all right, he's motivated to, to, you know, to put in a performance. But outside of him doing something like that, I think he should, he's coming off the bench personally. Um, I think I would probably go with like a, a Jorginho um, Rice, maybe, mm. may I would uh, maybe Partey because they've got a bit more legs in Enzo and Caicedo, so yeah. maybe you just need a bit more legs to kind of get around. Um, but I probably would pay them re- the respect just because they they do have quality there, and to under kind of underestimate that and things like that could probably be a potential uh, banana skin. Um, but yeah, I, I think. I think we've got more than enough to go there and put them to the sword. I just want to see clinical, you know, once we take our chances, because I remember last season we had so many chances and it was just not coming until we got that uh, corner. Uh, there was one brilliant mm. move we did. Yeah. Jesus missed that diving header and he should have bagged it. So if we can just put them to the sword, like if we can get 2-0 up, I think the game's done. Yeah, 2-0 up within like 30 35 minutes, the fans are on their back. Chelsea won't believe and we can just ping it around. So that would be my my uh, team talk. Um, in terms of Sevilla, if it is a way, we're going to need to really, really, really like get the boys up for this one. And it's not even like I'm rating Sevilla like that. But again, we, we're still babies in this. In terms of the understanding the flow of European football, playing more quality European teams, going away, the atmosphere... You know, it's not even like, you know, some of these, you know, the other day, I know it doesn't really, it pales in comparison, but we went to Bournemouth. All you're hearing is Arsenal fans. Mm. You know, you go to other, like where you're more comfortable and you, you some of these away allocations are in decent spots. Whenever yeah. you go to Europe, you're in, you're in the gods. You're up, up high. <laughs> you know, you can't even see, you, even the, the players on the pitch, you probably can't even see where the fans are. So, again, I, I worry if, if you know, go there and let the occasion kind of get to us. But irrespective of whether it's home or away, that has to be three points. And yeah. you're probably going to need to see um, the strongest team we can field, um, barring obviously fitness levels and and injuries. 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, like I said, we just got to make sure the players come back from international, um, you know, in in good nick, um, yeah. and then and then we go from there and into the weekend. Um, hopefully, the prep, the the news coming out from the prep towards the end of the week is good. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's there's no surprises. So yeah, Arsenal versus Chelsea. Uh, any quick predictions um, for for that? I would Ooh. say I would I would go. One nil to Arsenal. I'm gonna say two nil. We're good away from home in terms of defending um most times. So yeah, I'm gonna say two nil. I don't see them. I think we're gonna get two goals in the first half and then we're just gonna see it out. But if they want more, I'll be happy to, to see <laughs> to pepper man. <laughs> to see a bigger score line. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking a lot about the internationals. Um I was watching um, or caught highlights of some of the international matches. I said I saw Eddie, Eddie and Katie and stuff like that. And I was keeping up with the Arsenal players. Mm. I see Zinchenko obviously doing his um, centre mid thing for mm. Ukraine, right? Yeah. Um, it got me thinking. Obviously, when we have like the likes of um, Tommy Yasu fit, um, Timber who we saw for 45 minutes at the beginning of the season, and then he's off now. Mm. I'm sure Timber is someone that is going to be started in this team. Yeah, yeah. And I was sitting there thinking, right, when Timber's good and fit, where does he start? Ben White, that's his position right back now. He probably won't start centre-back unless there's an injury or anything like that. Left-back could be an option. And I said left-back could be an option, because, okay, one, we know Zinchenko's deficiencies in defending. Mm. And I was thinking about the summer. I believe Jorginho's gone in the summer. Not officially, but his contract comes to an end. Mm. And I'm pretty sure Partey will be sold this summer. Mm. And again, on any contract ends in the summer. I was thinking when I was over the weekend, I was thinking, how are we replacing three centre mids? That's so true. How are we replacing three centre mids? Then, then I, I fought back to Timber and Zinchenko. Okay. And I said, okay, Zinchenko is the man that's been asked to do this centre midfield role, etc., mm. etc. Do you remember when we went back to, when we were going to sign Zinchenko? There was all mm. the fanfare about where is he playing? He, he's a centre mid and all this. this. And I, yeah. I was laughing my head off because I've never seen this guy <laughs> play centre mid. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether to say was it promised that he would get to centre midfield at Arsenal mm. um, or what because I think we are losing three centre mids this, at the end of this season Yeah, and at least to kind of soften that blow I don't think Zinchenko would be a bad option to like step into that role as mm. you know maybe one of these three um, and then then you go Timber at, at left back. Yeah. Do you think that's a viable option for Arsenal? Has it ever been promised that he would get there? Mm. Is this the next evolution of his career? Like you as a centre midfielder? You know what? Once you started talking and you obviously mentioned about centre mid, all these different ideas and scenarios come into my head. Undoubtedly, Zinchenko can play centre mid. We see him do it for mm. Ukraine, and we know he's got the quality um, currently to do that in the Premier League. 
no qualms with that. My issue is that it dep- I think the reason why he probably stays left back right now is that it gives us an advantage because mm-hmm. we have the overload and then Zinchenko can come into midfield and now it's like we've got four midfielders instead of just the three or maybe just the three if you count Erdegaard with the attack. Um, but now when you have someone like Timber who can also invert, then now all of a sudden Zinchenko could potentially do like be in the midfield starting, taking mm-hmm. like a Jorginho role or maybe even sitting as a six and having Rice go left eight. Or maybe keeping... That's the move. Yeah, you know what I mean? So my only issue is that he's similar to Jorginho in terms of, you know, passing abilities probably on point. Um, Zinchenko is probably a lot better going forward, um, which again could be good if you wanted to say put Zinchenko left eight. Maybe he's got a lot in his locker. I've seen him for Ukraine making late runs into the box and all things like that. Um, but I worry about the turnovers, the transition. We've seen him, you know, when he gets turned and running back against his goal, it's not good at left yeah. back, let alone in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. So can I see it? Yes. And when you put the extra cherry on top and say that we're losing Jorginho, we're likely losing party, and we're most definitely losing El Nenny, we have to lose him. Like we have to lose him. <laughs> so come like we're forgetting him at a theme park. <laughs> we have to oh where's Mo? where's Mo? <laughs> oh man. No, like all res- all respect to the Egyptian king. But um mm. yeah, no, seriously, three midfielders, and you've got to think. You know, one of them is definitely been there like a starting berth in Thomas Partey. Jorginho, a good re- rotation option. And maybe the Elneny role is there for someone like a Patino who's on loan. Maybe that's a slot he might have been mm-hmm. promised. Or maybe. like a, a younger player to come in. Maybe, uh, what's his my name? Waneri or uh, the... Mm-hmm. I can't still, still too young. Miles Skelly. Maybe still too young. But yeah. again, there's a position there for someone to kind of rotate in. Mm. So... Zinchenko could easily take up the Jorginho aspect of the game, but maybe he'll be playing more. And then we get one more midfielder. And then all of a sudden, that's Arsenal again, being smart with their money, because you're not going to go out and buy three midfielders when we need a striker. Yes. Need a striker. So I think think that's a very good solve. And this just feeds brilliantly into Arteta's um, functionality. Zinchenko can go left back. And then it's like, oh, you know, um, Timber's coming on to replace, I don't know, someone at right back. And then Tommy's at centre back. He slides to right back. Timber goes left back. Zinchenko pushes into midfield. Movement. That's, that's his, yeah, versatility. That's his, that's Arteta's bread and butter. So I think it's on the cards. Right now, I don't think we need to see him there. And we get more of a bonus with him playing at left back and coming into midfield and giving us those overloads. But once Timber's back, and just on that, I've seen rumours saying Timber could be back in Jan Feb. And I'm telling people, tranquilo, please. <laughs> like, let this guy rest. Let this guy I know we could do with it, but I'm telling you, like, just we need to we need to just let this guy recover properly. Because those sort of injuries, you know, take time. But, but yeah. to be honest, mm. if I'm if I'm correct, we're losing El Nenny and Partey in January because of AFCON. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Partey is obviously a fullback option. And mm. if I am correct, we are losing Tomiyasu as well. Because I believe that's when the Asian Cup is played. That's this year as well. I believe so. 
Don't quote me on it, but I, I'm pretty sure in January, Tomiyasu's not a because of Asian Cup. So whether people are now, you know, saying those rumours from Timber because we need it yeah. <laughs> rather than it, it maybe being true or maybe it is true, who knows? But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like AFCON, I'm, I'm 100%. No, my, my bro, you're right. I've checked it. 12th of Jan. Asian Cup. Yeah, Asian Cup starts in Jan 2024. There you go, Tommy. Yes, you gone. So, yeah, we're gonna be yeah. a bit light, light in those defensive areas, defensive midfield, fullback options. Um, yeah, it's gonna get a bit light. So, yeah, people need to keep themselves fit. Um, Timber might need to. <laughs> nah, I can't lie. I'm thinking about that tranquilo. <laughs> Whoa, no, because um, you know, because that I remember now because at the beginning of the season. A lot of fans, myself included, were a bit worried about the defensive numbers and then losing Timber because now Tierney's um, in Sociedad, who's actually injured again. You know, what is where? What, what do you know? <laughs> when I but, told um, him to sit down and wait, you can't, you know, you can't, you can just have to let them fly and do what they want to do in it. But he can't um, fly, his leg is broken anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Tommy, as you go in. And even the fact that El Neni's not playing, it's the fact that, again, it's another uh, experienced body that we have there. So we're going to see more of Jorginho. But then even for defence, though, who's the cover for, for Tomiyasu, who's coming on like religiously at 70 minutes and he's starting mm-hmm. a couple of Carabao Cup games? Who's who's dropping in? You know, are we going to start getting raw, uh, raw waters from the re- yeah. reserves and people like him? Maybe we're going to have to dip into the market in January to kind of cover this because we really, really don't need a slip up. And this is outside of injuries. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of workload on Ben White if that's the case. Yeah. I mean, obviously we don't count on Timber getting injured first day of the season with the severity of the injury he got, yeah. but it just makes you wonder like, why did we let Tierney go? <laughs> like knowing that we have players that are going to go and represent their country in January, um, like if anything, let t- let Tierney do a, a loan spell from beginning of the season till Jan and come back at Jan in Jan. Like, there you go, um, just in case, just as cover or whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, anyway, I digress. We've we've gone from Zinchenko, but yeah, I, I was just thinking with Zinchenko, like. Mm especially because of when he came to the club, there was that fanfare of where is he playing and yeah. is he going to play centre mid or whatever. Like, maybe I'm speculating too much, but it's like almost maybe he was promised that somewhere down the line, he would be a centre midfielder. He would get a, a, a chance as a centre mid for now he's come in at left back and you can invert because that's how we want to play and yeah. get that opportunity to play in the middle of the park. But I just, I'm looking at how we're going to replace... <laughs> three centre mids in one thing, one one um, window. And like you said, we need a striker. So um, mm. it's just something that, that came to mind, but something I think that Mikel could probably do and we can get away with. And yeah. Timber is as much part of that plan, um, you know, if, if he gets himself fitting back into contention. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, I'm thinking... It depends on how these tournaments go. You know, if Ghana go out in the first, uh, like they get knocked out of the group, then he's gone for two weeks max. Uh, same with, I guess, Tomiyasu and um, El Nene. But you think, again, Ghana could go through to 
you know, next round and knockouts and stuff. And so could Egypt, most likely yeah. Egypt will. Mm. Japan are very good. They might go very far in the competition. Right now, on the top of my head, I'm thinking maybe Sinchenko is playing centre mid if we get Timber back in and around that time. Yeah. Uh, maybe beginning of January might be too soon, but I'm not going to, you know, begrudge him for wanting to get back to that time. Or we maybe need one more to come in and just see how we go. Um, mm. Because, yeah, it, January kind of picks up. We've got the FA Cup that starts. Um, I think there's no Champions League, which is good. So I think it's just Prem. Um, and I think even if we got that far in the League Cup, I think it's the end of January where you start having the uh, the two-legged tie. But even still, you know, we still have like a couple games there where you kind of don't want to be running your players into the ground and stuff. So it'll be good to just have the cover there to at least rotate players out and stuff like that, unless we're confident to be relying on our, our youngsters, our reserves, which I think might be a, a tad too early. I just realised that the covers are there. Okay, tell me. Cedric. <laughs> you know, I was barely thinking that wrong. Who did I forget? Who, who's, 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 who did I forget? No, wait, oh gosh, I don't even know my team. And you're mentioning this guy who should be leaving. Maybe that's why he's still month. here. Maybe that is oh, why he is man. still here. There's no way. No, that's... I don't want to if the, the cover even FA Cup I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him. This guy's still finding his way onto the training pictures. I don't get it. God, yeah, but push comes to shove. You yeah, that's that's probably the plan. It's probably the plan. Oh, that's um, crazy. If we that's need crazy. him, we can reach into our bag of, you know, we talked about Arteta's great signings, our bag mm. of bad signings, and pull yeah. out Cedric. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see. You know what? On that, you know what? You're absolutely 100 right. Because what player who cares about their career is going to stay knowing the sort of position he's in? If you're respectable, again, let me not go too hard. But if you're a respectable professional, you're like, I need to go and play. I'm to the end it's of the my money, career. Though. But it's the money. It's is the money. But he could get somewhere close to that. You know, he could get somewhere close to that somewhere, or enough to be to be like, okay, at least. Maybe not close to it, but at least an amount where if he cared about playing football, he would. But clearly mm. he said, listen, Gaffer, I'm just happy to see out my contract like the professional I am. And whenever you need me, I'm there. Yeah. But he doesn't really care. He doesn't really care. Well, so he's probably, it. that's why he's in the Champions League squad and all this stuff. Because if we ever need somebody, he's there ready to be used. But he's yeah. never going to be used if we have options. Yeah, and, and let's hope yeah. that's the case. Let's hope that's the case. That uh, you know we're, we've progressed through to the the League Cup. I actually mm -hmm. want us to go on and do well in the League Cup this season to yeah. kind of get the winning the winning taste into the into the boys. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't want to see him part of it. <laughs> Be completely honest and frank with you. So I mean, we know right now to, for him to touch pitch is pretty much break glass in case of emergency. Definitely. Um, and I just hope we don't need to break the glass. Hopefully, bro. Hopefully. But yeah, um, you guys have borrowed us your ears for long enough. Obviously, we want to get back into the back into the the the, the goodies, which is the football. Um, mm. like we say, um Chelsea and Arsenal this weekend, 21st of October, 5:30 kickoff, I believe. Um, so yeah, of course, you guys will hear from us on the other side of that. 
as well as get your your weekly podcast um as well is there any little other antidotes you want to add today paul if we get out here um no i just want to see us you know come back out as if there wasn't an international break like with the same ferocity and energy and togetherness and um yeah just want to i think there's another international break in november again which is right. just ridiculous but um yeah there's another international break coming up so let's just kind of treat the next <clears throat> batch of games with the same energy collect as many points as possible and we'll see where we are by the time we have to uh part ways with the premier league for another two weeks man this international stuff man mm. ah, anyway guys thank you for joining us make sure mm. you follow us on your podcast platform of choice hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, wherever it says on the Canon Club page on your podcast platform, hit that button and also hit the button that says leave a review. Give us a five-star review. If you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple, give us a written review. Tell the people how good this podcast is. All your Arsenal um, friends and family, share the share the good news. Um, hit us up on YouTube as well, Canon Club on YouTube, if you want to see the video versions of this conversation. We will be back same time next week, talking all things from the fallout of the Chelsea game. We hope to see you joining us. Come on, you Gunners. Cedric Suarez, stay where you are. Oi, look at our tennis squad We just got on a pitch and we say it off I used to just want to get top four But we're up now when I want a lot more If we quit now, it was all for nothing They talk big but we call them bluffing We can call no more discussion This season's all or nothing Bukayo, that's our boy I told you that Saka's a star boy Tech time, could we come in?